0: All right, welcome in. Let's get started right away with our appetizer. And this is what I'm calling the fringes. What are the fringes, George, you might ask? Well, the fringes are really, really simple. And the fringes to me are these three quarterbacks who are actually getting another opportunity, another chance at success, and hopefully they take advantage of it. And those three quarterbacks are three guys I've been a fan of for their whole career, and none of them have really panned out to the point where I thought they could. And that's Jameis Winston, who did throw for 5,000 yards two years ago. Carson Wentz, who was in the MVP conversation four years ago, I think. And Sam Darnold, who, (laughs) let's just be frank, his time in New York, he caught Mano. He hasn't said if he's going to get the vaccine or not. And he says he sees ghosts. So Sam Darnold might be a lost cause here. But it's very rare in in the NFL that you come into a season because usually people give up on quarterbacks really fast. But this season, you got three different quarterbacks that are getting a second opportunity. Like, think about that. We never get second opportunities in this age of football. Look at first-round draft pick, Johnny Manziel, out of a league. E.J. Manuel, out of a league. Um, Christian Ponder, first-round pick, one chance, out of a league. But these three guys who are all three first-round – even like someone – sorry, like uh, Marcus Mariota hasn't got a second opportunity at a starting spot. These three guys – there is a reason teams are willing to give them this second chance and Jameis Carson and Sam Darnold. And the reason is they're immensely talented. They're immensely tantalizing. And let's be frank, they all got big-ass arms. So, you know, there's one of those things in football evaluation where you're like, dude, got a big arm. All right, let's fucking go for it. And I think all th- I think it's be very, very hard-pressed for all three of them to succeed at a really high level. But I think for once, we might actually have an opportunity where all three... Three of these guys in Reclamation Projects succeed at a high level. The only time we've ever really seen it in the NFL is Steve Young in Tampa, from Tampa to San Francisco. Maybe Brett Favre from uh, Atlanta to Green Bay is another one you would want to say. But since then, what kind of Reclamation Project in his second opportunity really did good? Even guys. We can look at the uh, Matt Flynn's, the Kevin Cobbs. As soon as a backup goes to another place to become a starter, the Matt Castles. They don't really pan out much. I mean, you got Jimmy Garoppolo who has, and now he's on. There was just one year of panning out. So I don't know. I really don't fucking know. But here's the thing. We got these three guys, Jameis, Carson, Sam Darnold. I think all three of them could become successful for many reasons. Jameis, easy. Sean Payton. And a system that with Drew Brees just dinking and dunking, was able to put up a bunch of yards and win a bunch of games. And where is Jameis's problem? It's with someone like Bruce Arians who's like, all right, guys, risk it to get the fucking biscuit. And what does he do? He throws interceptions. But if a guy like Sean Payton, he's going to be asked to check down to Alvin Kamara. You know, uh the slant king Michael Thomas if he actually shows up to the team. Jameis is not going to be asked to throw the long ball. I know chicks dig the long ball, but Jameis is going to be asked to put you know, put together drives where he's dinking and dunking his way, and then when the defense is being honest, he has the arm, unlike Drew Brees, to go over the top. Carson Wentz, well, come on, man, Frank Wright—that's the only reason everyone believes Carson Wentz can work. He was already injured right now, but Carson Wentz, why do people think he can work? It's just because of Frank Wright. Wright is like a quarterback savant. Wright took a Philip Rivers who looked like he was done and turned him to a good quarterback last year, and Carson Wentz played under Wright when he was offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles and was in the MVP conversation, probably was going to win the MVP until he tore his ACL in I think a week 14 or 15 game against the Rams. And to be frank, Carson Wentz hasn't been the same since. Sam Darnold, why could he succeed? He has a guy like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and he has and he's the least likely to succeed out of these 3 by the way in my opinion. He has a Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He has some outside weapons and he's out of the toxic environment which is new, was New York the New York Jets for him. I kind of feel like sometimes a quarterback does need a fresh start and that's what Sam Darnold needed. He needed a fresh start and I think he could succeed there. So that was my appetizer. A little longer today. Uh all right. Main course, we're going to go alphabetical order, team by team in the NFL. Someday I will do two teams. Some days I'll do one team. Today we got one team, and like I just said, alphabetical order. So that's the Arizona Cardinals first and foremost. Uh, Arizona Cardinals over under is 8.5, and that's presented by BetUS. That's BETUS.com. And use promo code THESPORTSONTAP to get a 125% bonus on your first deposit, and you can bet the over under – wins on the Arizona Cardinals, which we will get to later. So here's some notes on the Arizona Cardinals, right? The Arizona Cardinals, NFC West, um, probably, in my opinion, the toughest division in football, either that or the NFC South. The NFC in general is much tougher than the AFC, even though the AFC has gotten better. And, I mean, I feel like there's so much parity this year in the NFL in general. And remember, there's 17 games now, so 8.5 doesn't mean you – Yeah, I mean, if you go 8-8, and you're not 500. So – Um, so let's get to it notes last year, Arizona Cardinals with their quarterback, Kyler Murray started hot and faded away late. They had the league's fastest tempo this year. They come back very weak at cornerback, which is a big problem because the only real guy in the secondary, the worth a damn is Buddha Baker at safety um kyler murray last year and i'm just going through all my notes here on the arizona cardinals only carson wentz threw more adjusted interceptions last year and you remember how much we talked about carson wentz's fucking interceptions he would throw the ball like a a, just just it meant nothing to uh defensively last year they were top 10 in blitzing because their defensive line didn't really get any pressure bring in jj watt this year to help that Look, I, I, you know how I feel about J.J. Watt. I think he's a lot of let's go, let's go, let's go, and not much other than that now later in his career because that's what J.J. Watt does. He just fucking yells, and I don't, I'm so glad my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks, didn't splurge the money for J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a big name but in football, especially on the defensive line and offensive line, just the line in general. Forget the big names. You want production. Uh, if this team wants to be better, Cliff Kingsbury ne- needs to become a better coach. A lot of coaching mistakes last year. A lot of y- wrong usage of timeouts. Just kind of tying those loose knots. And um, that goes with the next stat I'm going to say. They led the NFL in penalties last season. And they were fifth in defensive penalties but first in offensive penalties. So when you're first in offensive penalties, that's a, that's a coaching thing, man. That's about discipline. So I love Kingsbury he dates hot models and shit but uh let's let's tighten it up a little bit um they had a bad running game last year don't let the numbers fool you they, they had a higher number of running game because of Kyler Murray the quarterback but running the ball between the numbers running the ball up the middle they did not run well so bring in James Connor from Pittsburgh this year to try to shore that up um and on the defensive end last but not least Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons were dubbed the two prettiest linebackers in football by their coach and he's not talking about their face he knows pretty though if there's anyone who knows pretty it's fucking uh Cliff Kingsbury with how much he dates instagram models uh a little jealous maybe maybe but if you're an instagram model hit me up i'm i'm re- i'm i'm ready um but no really to be frank here with uh Cliff Kingsbury just needs to tie up the loose and he called Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons the two prettiest linebackers in football and in general, um, they are. I mean, they're they're literally big, long, athletic, kind of the modern day linebackers. Both uh, back to back first round picks, so that that should help them on the defensive side of a ball. Okay, uh, Arizona Cardinals here. We are gonna go through uh, their schedule. Uh, then we're gonna tell you what, where we have a win or loss, and then um, then from there. We're going to say if we took the over-under. Week one, Cardinals at Titans. Titans, they're on one. Vikings at Cardinals. Cardinals, one-and-one. One. Cardinals at Jaguars, two-and-one Cardinals. Cardinals go to the Rams, two-and-two two now the Cardinals. 49ers at Cardinals. Ooh, this is a tough one, but I think the Cardinals pull it out to go three-and-two. The Cardinals travel to Cleveland to face Baker Mayfield and Dog pound. Great game. That's going to be a sneaky good game that Sunday week six, but they're going to lose three and three Texans at Cardinals four and three Packers at Cardinals. They're going to beat the Packers at home on Thursday night football, five and three Cardinals at 49ers lost five and four Cardinals at Panthers win the Panthers at Cardinals win six and four. Then they will lose to the Seahawks before their bye week to go into their bye week at six and five. They'll go to Chicago and beat the bears followed up with a win against the Um, Rams to be seven and five, eight and five, and then um, nine and five. There, they're gonna be nine and five after beating the Lions. Um, they're gonna lose to the Colts to go nine and six, the Cowboys to go nine and seven, and then the Seattle Seahawks. That's a loss, and the team ends up their season at nine wins and eight losses, two and four in the division, seven and five in conference, six and two at home, three and six away. Um, Yeah, so they're going to have a season where they got better, but we'll see if that will be good enough to get into the playoffs at nine and eight. Our dessert today, we have no dessert. We're just going to take the over on the Cardinals that we just discussed. Their over under was eight and a half. half. We're going to take it at nine. And lastly, nothing ends dinner than a nice little coffee time, a cocktail, maybe some Baileys. Oh, yeah, you know, you're full, maybe some limoncello, and a good, nice good story to say goodbye. (laughs) Story time. Bob Marley is known worldwide for his music, but let's not forget how much Bob Marley loved football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. He loved soccer so much that when he was buried in his casket, a football was buried with him. Marley was always seen with a football around him, and his tour manager, Alan Skillquall, was considered the best footballer in Jamaica. And now Ajax Football Club is honoring Bob Marley, a Bob Marley-inspired third kid that looks absolutely fucking sick. So anytime you listen to Bob Marley's music, just smile and remember that, as usual, ballers want to be rappers or musicians, and musicians want to be. Ballers. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour, part of the Sports on Tap, the Internet's pub. You can download this anywhere you listen to podcasts, spread the word. Um, like I said, season preview time right here. I think Thursday I'm gonna be releasing my quarterback rankings this is a long long podcast. It's just gonna be a full 32 team quarterback ranking podcast. All right, thank you for listening. This is just talk pod with George Arjour, brought to you by the Sports on Tap, the Internet's pub, and cheers to sp- All right, welcome in. Let's get started right away with our appetizer. And this is what I'm calling the fringes. What are the fringes, George, you might ask? Well, the fringes are really, really simple. And the fringes to me are these three quarterbacks who are actually getting another opportunity, another chance at success, and hopefully they take advantage of it. And those three quarterbacks are three guys I've been a fan of for their whole career, and none of them have really panned out to the point where I thought they could. And that's Jameis Winston, who did throw for 5,000 yards two years ago. Carson Wentz, who was in the MVP conversation four years ago, I think. And Sam Darnold, who, (laughs) let's just be frank, his time in New York, he caught Mano. He hasn't said if he's going to get the vaccine or not. And he says he sees ghosts. So Sam Darnold might be a lost cause here. But it's very rare in in the NFL that you come into a season because usually people give up on quarterbacks really fast. But this season, you got three different quarterbacks that are getting a second opportunity. Like, think about that. We never get second opportunities in this age of football. Look at first-round draft pick Johnny Manziel out of a league. E.J. Manuel, out of a league. Um, Christian Ponder, first-round pick, one chance, out of a league. But these three guys who are all three first-round – even like someone – sorry, like uh, Marcus Mariota hasn't got a second opportunity at a starting spot. These three guys – there is a reason teams are willing to give them this second chance and Jameis Carson and Sam Darnold. And the reason is they're immensely talented. They're immensely tantalizing. And let's be frank, they all got big-ass arms. So, you know, there's one of those things in football evaluation where you're like, dude, got a big arm? All right, let's fucking go for it. And I think think it's be very, very hard-pressed – for all three of them to succeed at a really high level. But I think for once we might actually have an opportunity where all three Three of these guys in reclamation pro- projects succeed at a high level. The only time we've ever really seen it in the NFL is Steve Young in Tampa, from Tampa to San Francisco. Maybe Brett Favre from uh, Atlanta to Green Bay is another one you would want to say. But since then, what kind of reclamation project in his second opportunity really did good? Even guys. We can look at the uh, Matt Flynn's, the Kevin Cobbs. As soon as a backup goes to another place to become a starter, the Matt Castles. They don't really pan out much. I mean, you got Jimmy Garoppolo who has, and now he's on. There was just one year of panning out. So I don't know. I really don't fucking know. But here's the thing. We got these three guys, Jameis, Carson, and Sam Darnold. And I think all three of them could be- become successful for many reasons. Jameis, easy. Sean Payton. And a system that with Drew Brees just dinking and dunking, was able to put up a bunch of yards and win a bunch of games. And where is Jameis's problem? It's with someone like Bruce Arians, who's like, all right, guys, risk it to get the fucking biscuit. And what does he do? He throws interceptions. But if a guy like Sean Payton, he's going to be asked to check down to Alvin Kamara. You know, uh, the slant king, Michael Thomas, if he actually shows up to the team. Jameis is not going to be asked to throw the long ball. I know chicks dig the long ball, but Jameis is going to be asked to put You know, put together drives where he's dinking and dunking his way, and then when the defense is being honest, he has the arm unlike Drew Brees to go over the top. Carson Wentz, well, come on, man. Frank Wright, that's the only reason everyone believes Carson Wentz can work. He was already injured right now, but Carson Wentz, why do people think he can work? It's just because of Frank Wright. Wright is like a quarterback savant. Wright took a Phillip Rivers who looked like he was done and turned him to a good quarterback last year. And Carson Wentz, played under right when he was offensive coordinator for the philadelphia eagles and was in the mvp conversation probably was going to win the mvp until he tore his acl in i think a week 14 or 15 game against the rams and to be frank carson wentz hasn't been the same since sam darnold why could he succeed he has A guy like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, and he has, and he's the least likely to succeed out of these three, by the way, in my opinion. He has a Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. He has some outside weapons, and he's out of the toxic environment, which is was New York, the New York Jets for him. I kind of feel like sometimes a quarterback does need a fresh start, and that's what Sam Darnold needed. He needed a fresh start, and I think he could succeed there. So that was my appetizer. A little longer today. Uh, All right. Main course, we're going to go alphabetical order team by team in the NFL. Someday I will do two teams, some days I'll do one team. Today we got one team, and like I just said, alphabetical order. So that's the Arizona Cardinals first and foremost. Uh, Arizona Cardinals over under is 8.5, and that's presented by BetUs. That's betus.com. And use promo code thesportsontap to get a 125% bonus on your first deposit, and you can bet the over under. wins on the Arizona Cardinals, which we will get to later. So here's some notes on the Arizona Cardinals, right? The Arizona Cardinals, NFC West, um, probably, in my opinion, the toughest division in football, either that or the NFC South. The NFC in general is much tougher than the AFC, even though the AFC has gotten better. And, I mean, I feel like there's so much parity this year in the NFL in general. And remember, there's 17 games now, so 8.5 doesn't mean you – Yeah, I mean, if you go 8-8, and you're not 500, so – Um, so let's get to it. Notes last year, Arizona Cardinals with their quarterback, Kyler Murray started hot and faded away late. They had the league's fastest tempo this year. They come back very weak at cornerback, which is a big problem because the only real guy in the secondary, the worth of damn is Buddha Baker at safety um kyler murray last year and i'm just going through all my notes here on the arizona cardinals only carson wentz threw more adjusted interceptions last year and you remember how much we talked about carson wentz's fucking interceptions he would throw the ball like a a, just just it meant nothing to uh defensively last year they were top 10 in blitzing because their defensive line didn't really get any pressure bring in jj watt this year to help that Look, I, I, you know how I feel about J.J. Watt. I think he's a lot of let's go, let's go, let's go, and not much other than that now later in his career because that's what J.J. Watt does. He just fucking yells, and I don't, I'm so glad my favorite team, the Seattle Seahawks, didn't splurge the money for J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a big name. But in football, especially on the defensive line and offensive line, just the line in general, forget the big names. You want production. Uh, if this team wants to be better, Cliff Kingsbury needs to become a better coach. A lot of coaching mistakes last year. A lot of wrong usage of timeouts. Just kind of tying those loose knots. And um, that goes with the next stat I'm going to set. They led the NFL in penalties last season. And they were fifth in defensive penalties, but first in offensive penalties. So when you're first in offensive penalties, that's a, that's a coaching thing, man. That's about discipline. So I love Kingsbury he dates hot models and shit but uh let's let's tighten it up a little bit um they had a bad running game last year don't let the numbers fool you they they had a higher number of running game because of Kyler Murray the quarterback but running the ball between the numbers running the ball up the middle they did not run well so bring in James Connor from Pittsburgh this year to try to shore that up um and on the defensive end last but not least Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons were dubbed the two prettiest linebackers in football by their coach. And he's not talking about their face. He knows pretty though. If there's anyone who knows pretty, it's fucking uh Cliff Kingsbury with how much he dates Instagram models. Uh a little jealous. Maybe. Maybe. But if you're an Instagram model, hit me up. I'm I'm re- I'm I'm ready. Um, but no, really, to be frank here with uh Cliff Kingsbury, he just needs to tie up the loose. And he called Zavan Collins and Isaiah Simmons the two prettiest linebackers in football. And in general, um, they are. I mean, they're they're literally big, long, athletic, kind of the modern day linebackers. Both uh, back-to-back first-round picks, so that that should help them on the defensive side of a ball. Okay, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Here, we are going to go through uh, their schedule. Uh, then we're going to tell you what, where we have a win or loss, and then um, then from there. We're going to say if we took the over-under. Week one, Cardinals at Titans. Titans, they're on one. Vikings at Cardinals. Cardinals, one-and-one. Cardinals at Jaguars, two-and-one Cardinals. Cardinals go to the Rams, two-and-two now the Cardinals. 49ers at Cardinals. Ooh, this is a tough one, but I think the Cardinals pull it out to go three-and-two. The Cardinals travel to Cleveland to face Baker Mayfield and Dog pound. Great game. That's going to be a sneaky good game that Sunday, week six, but they're going to lose three and three. Texans at Cardinals, four and three. Packers at Cardinals. They're going to beat the Packers at home on Thursday night football, five and three. Cardinals at 49ers lost five and four. Cardinals at Panthers win. The no, Panthers at Cardinals win six and four, then they will lose to the Seahawks before their bye week to go into their bye week at six and five. They'll go to Chicago and beat the Bears, followed up with a win against the um Rams to be 7 and 5, 8 and 5 and then um 9 and 5. There they're, they're going to be 9 and 5 after beating the Lions. Um they're going to lose to the Colts to go 9 and 6, the Cowboys to go 9 and 7, and then the Seattle Seahawks. That's a loss and the team ends up their season at 9 wins and eight losses. Two and four in the division, seven and five in conference, six and two at home, three and six away. Um, yeah, so they're going to have a season where they got better, but we'll see if that will be good enough to get into the playoffs at nine and eight. Our dessert today, we have no dessert. We're just gonna take the over on the Cardinals that we just discussed. Their over-under was eight and a half, eight and a half. You're we're gonna take it at nine. And lastly, nothing ends dinner than a nice little coffee time, a cocktail, maybe some Baileys. Oh, yeah, you know, you're full, maybe some lemoncello, and a good, nice, good story to say goodbye. Story time. Bob Marley is known worldwide for his music, but let's not forget how much Bob Marley loved football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. He loved soccer so much that when he was buried in his casket, a football was buried with him marley was always seen with a football around him and his tour manager alan skill call was considered the best footballer in jamaica and now ajax football club is honoring bob marley a bob marley inspired third kid that looks absolutely fucking sick so anytime you listen to bob marley's music just smile and remember that as usual ballers want to be rappers or musicians and musicians want to be ballers all right guys Thank you for listening to the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour, part of the Sports On Tap, the Internet's pub. You can download this anywhere you listen to podcasts, spread the word. Um, like I said, season preview time right here. I think Thursday I'm going to be releasing my quarterback rankings. This is a long long podcast. It's just going to be a full 32 team quarterback ranking podcast. All right. Thank you for listening. This is Just Talk Pod with George Arjour, brought to you by the Sports On Tap, the Internet's pub. And cheers to sp-